Hello, friends. This is Michael from Hannigan Media, and I am in the courtroom of Henderson County Judge Wade McKinney for this week's uh, county podcast. How you doing, Judge? I'm doing good, except it seems like we live in Groundhog's Day. We live in Groundhog's yeah. Day because we're doing the same thing over, <clears throat> folks. If you are interested in what's going on with COVID, this is going to be the podcast for you um, because COVID it never went away, but it right. is here with a vengeance yep. in Henderson County. So, Judge, um, let's start with some numbers. What, what, well, we always start with the hospital number because right. it's the one that we like the best. Tell us what's going on in the hospitals. Well, our hospitalizations, which are tied to our TSA, and I know that folks get, um, confused sometimes when we're talking about those, but the TSAs, or as it's been pointed out from time to time, the RAC-G or TSA-G is um, the area that the state tied our reopenings to, giving that that's the marker. And in our TSA-G, we have today or yesterday an all-time high of 362 individuals in the hospital with confirmed COVID. Okay, so... Let's break this down. We're going to explain this because last week I didn't explain what TSA was and got ripped. So once again, the state breaks down the, 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 the state is broken down into 22 regions called trauma service areas, TSAs. This is how the hospital tracks I mean, the state tracks hospital stats and things like this. This was not created for no. COVID. No. This is how the hot, uh, the state tracks medical information always. Right. We are part of the uh, region that's designated TSAG. We're part of the Tyler Longview area. There are 960,000 people in the area. Right. 19 counties. 19 counties. And it, you have to understand when we're talking medical, we're talking TSAs, trauma service right. area. The same area can be referred to as the RAC-G, which is a part of TDM, and then it's also referred to as the Piney Woods RAC. Okay, but so they're we, all of the same they're thing. They're all the same all area. All the same area. All the same area. It's just depending on the information of the different designations. So we talk about TSAG. All right. So Henderson County's numbers are tied to that. And... We have 362, 362 yes. people in the hospital um, as of yesterday with COVID. That is the highest number we've had. And, and we what we believe was the highest single-day jump in the number of people in the hospital. Well, for the state, yeah. Um, uh, no, excuse for, me, for, for our, our area. That's for right. our area, for Yesh- our TSA. Yesterday, we experienced the single largest jump in one day of 34 being in the hospital. All right. So, um, and some of these people, some people, uh, some of our listeners are going to be like, wow, okay, 361 out of 960,000. That doesn't sound like a lot. You're telling me a jump of 31. That doesn't sound like a lot. It's not going to overwhelm a hospital. Um, and I, you and I spoke a few minutes before the podcast started, um, and you can verify for us a rumor I had heard about our local hospital 
um, you know, getting ready for even more. Yeah, and they are um, they are taking proactive measures to be sure that uh, we have local capacity in expanding um, COVID area, and they are going to begin limiting some of the uh, elective procedures. Uh, what's different now is that they are taking a proactive stance, whereas before the governor, with his executive orders, had zeroed out all elective surgeries. So they are taking good proactive measures to... Um, help be prepared if the situation locally increases. So there you go in our local hospital here in Athens. Administrators are taking the step to start to limit some of the elective surgeries, elective procedures in order to preserve capacity for COVID because we are experiencing more hospitalizations, more people in the hospital, more people sick, an important number in this, and we will get to why this number is so important in a second. But the important number in this is 13.05%, which means that right now, thirteen about 13% of all the hospital beds in the TSAG are currently occupied by people with COVID-19. All right. That's so, right. That's the highest single percentage that we've been to since this whole thing began. All right. So now let's let's also look at this. Now, we always start with hospitalizations right. because we can, like, this is something that doesn't fluctuate. We don't – it isn't move. like, okay, somebody had COVID but didn't have any symptoms or they – they 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 tested for COVID, but it wasn't the right test or right. or questions about. These are people who are actually sick, actually in the hospital, um, verifiable, and, and verifiable. So we know that we are at the highest level. Um, the other number we want to look at is the number of cases that we're seeing. Um, and you and I are the same. We we don't really like the daily no. counts because. Uh, especially the number that is um, current active cases. <laughs> yes. That number is not one we ever look at because I think you did a little look at uh, how often we report recoveries. Right. And, you know, we, we've spoken about how overwhelmed the disease surveillance system ha- has been through this. And there's just not enough time with staffing and resources yeah. to be able to do all of the intake and all of the contact tracing and going sure. back. I mean, the contact tracing model that was in the beginning has been just blown to pieces. Oh, yeah, that, that's gone. Well, I think uh, I, I remember hearing from someone from NetHealth that in a normal quarter, um, they would get 300 reportable illnesses. You know, illnesses right. that they need to report, they need to track, they need to do this thing. About 300 a quarter is what they're used to. And right now they're running at about 6,000. Right. And so that's a little bit of an increase. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit of an increase. And, and it's because of that we don't look at that. that right. So we moment. don't look at that. No. What's the active? What we do like, though, is the rolling average. Yes. Which will give us an idea of, of uh, how much how many positives we're getting. And last week, Henderson County was averaging about 30 cases per day per 100,000. That's right. Now, for those who are like, 
hey, Michael, we don't have 100,000 people in the county. All right, I get that. But they do the math this way so we can compare oranges to oranges. So, right. for instance, I can say Henderson County is averaging 30 cases a day per 100,000, while Tyler is averaging 45 cases a day per 100,000. I can compare those two counties which have a huge difference in population yes, and get an idea of which one is seeing more COVID. Right. Finding that common denominator is what they're looking for so that you can compare them. If you go back into, you know, your elementary mathematics, yeah. you have to have a common denominator. Apples to, to apples. Apples to apples. So. And so we're at about last week, we were mm-hmm. about 30 per 100,000. Now right. that number is going to get updated tomorrow. What do you think is going to happen to that number? Oh, I see us being in, in the mid 30s mid-30s, maybe even a little higher. When you look at over the weekend and the testing data that we have received, when you take Saturday, Sunday, and Monday to put them together, it totaled 83 cases in our county through NetHealth. And that's just a little bit shy, you know, of being 30 a day, but that's over the weekend. Sure. That's over the weekend. You know, we've, we've got weekdays when capacity is much higher for testing and everything else. So I believe we'll be in the mid-30s. And all around us last week, all to the north of us, the counties were all in the mid-40s. That's right. Um, so the idea that we would go up is not a surprise. So there you go. Right. So if you're wondering, okay, where is our region? Where are we right now? We have more cases we have more illness. We have more people in the hospital. Um, and although we are um, still tracking this number because we're still having trouble making sure that you got this exact, uh, we have more deaths. We do. Um, depending on who's actually doing the reporting. We're pretty confident, though, that our deaths are north of 50. Yes, well, we do. When, we, when you take in account... What has happened over the entire frame, you know, NetHealth came out last week with their announcement that um, they felt they weren't receiving all the information from either hospice or someone passing away at their residence. And they gained access to um, DSHS, their their death records, uh, death certificates, which the state reports on if cause of death is covid and NetHealth believes that there are 53 deaths in our ca- in our county. Um, if you go to the DSHS website, they have us at 45. You know, the, we look at this because we're so sensitive to the impact that the ultimate impact of this. But again, when you look at this and testing, it's kind of it's the trends that we have to look for, and that's. So trends, I like that term, trends, because what we want to do, I think, next is we need to provide some perspective for people. We need to put this in perspective because everybody keeps on hearing these numbers, and I think that people start to become numb to the numbers they do. Yes. And, and trying to figure it out. Um, and so we've basically had two waves mm-hmm. of covid two bad waves of COVID in our area, in our county. Uh, The first one went through July. It happened right after the 4th of July, went through July in the beginning of August, and then we started to go back down. Right. This is the new one. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Compare the two for me. Where is this wave in comparison to the first wave? Is this the same or are we better than the first wave or are we worse than the first wave? Well, when we're in the upward trend on the second wave, how far it goes will be what everyone eventually says will be if it was bad or worse. So what I look at, as we said, the trend or the rate of incline. And when you look at the state of Texas numbers, the incline is about half of what it was in July. But you have to understand that the decrease in the state of Texas was about 80%. And there was a buildup coming to, to when we started tracking it at the end of June. And there comes a point where will it take an escalation, a real escalation. Um, right now in the, those first two, uh, first week of June, we were in the state putting in over 250 individuals a day into the hospital, whereas currently during this particular spike over the last, um, we'll just say the last seven days, if you want to go back to two weeks, we're at 125, 130 that are going in on average in the hospital, um, it's it's that trend to look at, and it is escalating in the state. And one thing that's important when you think about the state is, is that the state had a reduction of about 80% of hospitalizations through the summer from where it was at its high. And um, it's got some room to climb because when we look at that and say, why is that important? It's because it's into the capacity of the state as a whole. So that's... Uh, um that's a good discussion about the state. Right. And what that does is tell us that, you know, the state is experiencing a an, an increase, but the statewide increase is not quite as bad as it was in July yet. The numbers have not reached where they were in July. That's and right. And the climb is not as fast as it was in July statewide. Statewide. However. Yes. If we look at Henderson County, the thing I look at is that for 13 straight days, we have had hospitalizations higher than at any time in July. Yes, and please remember, we sometimes interchange our stats between TSAG and the county. Our TSAG stats for hospitalizations are at their highest that they have ever been at this time. Quite a bit different than the state, because I will take you back. When the state trended down by 80%, our TSA area only trended down by about 35 to 40%. We went from 272 to 151 at its lowest in the low part, when the state went from 11,000 to 3,000, we only went from 272 to 151. Yeah. So, so I'm a simple guy mm-hmm. and, and wrote a lot of sports in my day. Mm-hmm. And so if I was going to write that, what I would say is that in the last 13 days, uh, what, let's see, let's count one, two, three, four, Five, six, seven, eight, 
nine, nine times we set a new record yes. for the number of people in the hospital. So nine we times have in the last nine times in the last two weeks, we have set a record for yes. the number of people in hospital for COVID, including yesterday when we set the highest record ever with 362. And it was the single highest day jump ever. And it was ever the single highest day jump. Those things are frightening. They are. And especially considering, and I don't want to be this guy. I'm sorry to be this guy, especially when we're coming into a holiday. We are coming into a holiday, which has us interacting, has us close together. All of those close inapt situations that can help, um, uh, assist in the spread that's why it is so important for us that you know i have spoken michael you've heard me say it about quality of life there are quality of life issues that we must have but we also must take our our proper precautions and those three items that we speak about again and again about just taking care of the people around us and the people closest to us and so if you've been asleep since february (laughs) those three items are social distance if you can't social distance wear a mask and please wash your hands right um, and it seems so simple because we keep on saying that, and the answer isn't like some great drug or whatever. It's such a simple mm-hmm. series of things. And, but and we, honestly, I get it. I, I really do. I have seen more recently back to wearing masks, and I get it. I forgot it. I actually forgot it yesterday when I really needed to yeah. have a mask on me. And and it's going to happen. But if we begin to keep it in our mind, keep it in your pocket. You showed me about your. Oh yeah, I wear there. I wear a buff. Uh, what people call them neck gaiters, right. but I wear that because I can wrap it around my wrist, almost like a bracelet. I wrap it around my wrist, so it's always, always there, and I I never forget it. Um, and and here's the thing, though. I think those kinds of things happen. You know, we're we've all been caught out. Right. And go. Oh, man, I forgot. Mm-hmm. It happens to everybody. And then in those cases, you'd be very, very careful in your social distance or whatever. I think it's the it's the where it becomes a political issue, where right. a mask becomes a political issue. Because you you were at the Athens City Council meeting on Monday night and um, wearing we had a our mask. Masks, yeah. um, and so, yeah. Now, here's the thing. Let's talk about this really quick. Um, because here's the point where everybody says, or not everybody, but people will say, yeah, but what are you going to do about it? Um, because they're going to look yeah. at you, the Henderson County judge, and they want to know, cause you know, you, one side of the equation is going to say, if you don't shut things down right now, then everybody's going to die and you don't care about anybody. Mm-hmm. And the other side says, if you shut things down now, everybody's going to go out of business. You're going to crater the economy. People are going to lose their jobs, and all that suffering is going to be on your head. Right. So I'm glad you have that job and not me. <laughs> now, the truth of the matter is that your leeway in this matter is very small and been taken away. It has. Uh, the governor's orders are uh, very restrictive on local ordinances. 
and we have been limited on our capability to respond. And basically it has shown in what we have done through this time. In the beginning, there was leeway. There was um, options that you could take to help uh, mitigate the spread. And as we know, the governor's had been, he's up to 32 executive orders now. Um, that has been augmenting our authority to the point to that we are reliant upon the state's authority. And that is where we sit. Unless the governor does a departure from what is currently written, there is very little that we can do with how it is structured. Uh, it's just a wait and see. Uh, who knows what's going to come down the road uh, as far as those options that are given to us. When they do come down, uh, <laughs> like with the others, we uh, spend about three days uh, really digesting the order because, uh, as we've said before, the punctuation uh, is very important on the authority delegated. It can come down to a comma. Yeah, so, no, that, that was it. I mean, uh, um, the, when the, when the original, what we call quote unquote mask order came down, um, it was a comma yes. that was, is so important to, to differentiate between a mask mandate. Yes. And the difference between a mask mandate and if you can't social distance, wear a mask. Wear a mask. And, a, and it was down to a comma, which it is was. really very, very interesting. So th that's that's really what it boils yeah, down to. Yeah, you really have what, to, like, dig into on, it to figure it out. what our authority gets to. Right. And so. So currently, though, mm -hmm. let's go back to current. Because like you said, there's already been 32 orders. There's nothing to say there won't be another order right. coming into next week, especially if the numbers keep going up. Um, although, as we spoke beforehand, it'll be very interesting to see what he does because uh, you talk about someone who's been backed into a corner. Right. Um, uh, you know, um, in the last election, I think we saw that not only is our country split, but the state is split. It is. Um, Henderson County may be dark red. Right. But, um, but, Texas is a little more purple these days, and so the governor has that to deal with. Right. When, um, when we go back, not to cut you off, we go back to 27 counties have 69% of the yeah. vote in Texas. No right. different than what we see on the big yeah. map, rural versus urban. Sure. and But on the map, it looks like it's all red, but all the population are right. in the small areas. That's right. So – all right, but but so he could do anything. He could. He could do anything. However, right now, um, everything is based on the percentage. It is of hospital hospitalizations and the capacity. That's right. And right now we're at thirteen percent for our TSA. For our TSA, which is what what and Henderson County is tied to. That's right. So that's what's important. It does, if there's nobody in right. the hospital in Athens with COVID and the TSA breaks a record, that's what we're tied that, to, not right. what's in our hospital. That's what will reverse back to the right. 50% of capacity for and, our And right. so that Okay, so the rule is currently in place if a TSA experiences 
or more hospitalizations for COVID for seven consecutive days, then the expanded opening, Mm -hmm. which allows 75% in in restaurants and and some of those other businesses to be wide open and everything, that will drop back to the 50% level, and we're going to start seeing some more restrictions again. That's right. That is how GSA 32 is written. And right now we're at 13% and climbing. We are, and it's really interesting because if you look at our TSA, as as you said, if we are in Athens, we have no one in the hospital, we could be affected by Houston County, Trinity County, Shelby County, Panola yeah. County. These are counties that many folks uh, aren't even aware of that would be impacting us sure. here today. So it's on that region that it's that 15% for seven consecutive days. And what's interesting is you have to be – Seven consecutive days below fifteen percent before you go back. Before you go back. That's right. Now, by the way, let's let's say this though. Uh, while we're talking about this TSA and how it goes, uh, let's let's not let's not uh, muddle the water. Henderson County is um, getting massively hit by COVID yes, right now. It is. There are lots of people in our hospital right now with COVID. And our local hospital is um, limiting elective surgeries right now because of the COVID, um, the COVID count. Right. So, so don't hear us saying that, you know, there's nothing happening in Henderson County. That's Henderson exactly. County is getting pounded with COVID right now. Yes. The, the entire, the entire TSA and Henderson County is getting hit. When you look but, at the percentages across the state, we have TSAs that have never been in the 15% just entered into it right. over the over the last and there's day a, or so. There, and if it continues the way it is, we'll be there next week. It's getting close. And, and the point here, though, is that this is what we're tied to. So right. this is why we look at the hospitalizations. This is why we're so... Um, concerned about what the TSA is doing because what happens here is tied to that TSA. And also, this is a county podcast, county government podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the county government doesn't have a choice in that. That's right. The, the county government has to follow that rule. You do not have the authority to say, no, we're going to leave it at 75% or open to 100% or make any of those choices. That's right. And when you see what went on out in El Paso, which was at, is at 44%. Oh, my gosh. Did you see they had to bring in inmates from the yes. jail in order to handle all of the dead bodies? Yes. They, they've had to take... Um, all sorts of measures that we would not really think oh. would happen, but they actually tried to enact some restrictions that was taken to court by business owners and our um, estate and got those orders stayed, I believe, is yeah. the, the, the yeah, proper Yeah, the judge term. said no. Yeah, he said no. The um, governor's order is what holds. Right. Right, and that's in El Paso is, I mean, they've got, they're bringing in mobile morgues, and and it's it's terrible down there. 
and they don't have the authority in that situation to do anything. So the county's not going to have that much. I'll tell you what, I do want to ask one question, and I'm going to do a gotcha on you. <laughs> uh, I'm not a big gotcha journalist guy, but I'm going to gotcha okay. a little bit um, because um, just to put it in perspective, I know that the county has experienced a little bit of COVID too. We have. Um, basically, uh, last week, uh, our actual, the county organization was hit really hard. We we were um, had 20 or so employees that were either positive or first-person contacts. And we uh, met Monday, uh, our group did, our emergency management group, to review our COVID uh, protocols and to how we move forward because we have to keep a continuity of operations even with this going on because just because there's a pandemic doesn't mean that the county can close up shop. It has to operate. It is an essential service and has some very important business to do for the public. So we have been re- uh, reviewing our options and our protocols on how to keep open and how to protect us and, and the public. Right. And I think that, um, everybody, not just, you know, it's not, this is not a county thing. I think everybody had gotten to the point, um, we all got a little pandemic fatigue, fatigue going right. on, um, and cases did go down and everything seemed fine. I think we're all just starting to come back around to, wow, that jumped up again fast. We mm-hmm. need to get back on the very serious pandemic footing again. We do. Um, and is, are, are, is the county looking at uh, limiting access to county buildings again like they did in July? Not at this time. We are not. Uh, we are not doing that. Uh, we continue to do the temperature check. If someone comes in, you know, they will submit to a, a temperature check. I've had my temp checked every <laughs> podcast we've done this year. Every morning, I, every morning I walk in the building, I subject myself to a temperature check. And incidentally, in some of the offices where we have had an impact, we have gone to two hour every two hours um, offices being checked internally because if that temperature comes up. Uh, we need to we need to get that individual out and point them toward medical treatment and to protect the continuity of the operation. Yeah, so the county is um, reestablishing again. I mean, yeah. I know that there was a time during uh, the early parts of the pandemic and in through July. Um, you guys were meeting daily, and I think sometimes twice daily in here. We Your courtroom had become a bit of an operation center for COVID, um, and that had trailed off for a little bit. It had. We had moved. We had begun to move off those and continuing with our work that we normally did. And what we have started doing is ramping those meetings back up yeah, again. Getting back to where we were in July, and that's exactly. that's and that's what we're talking about. And I think that's the. That's the uh, bottom line of this particular podcast is it's back mm-hmm. for Henderson County and RTSA at least. It's worse than it was the first time around, um, and everybody has to get back on that that bandwagon. Yeah. I know uh, at least two school districts yeah. in Henderson County, Eustis and Malakoff, 
Crossroads too. Crossroads too. I, think I don't they know. They did one school, but I, I'm I, I I don't know. But I know Malakoff and Eustis mm-hmm. have made announcements that they are taking extended Thanksgiving breaks, right? Um, in order to you know, COVID related, give right. it a little, give it a little, give space. a little space. Um, and so you know, those these are the things that are happening. Athens ISD today is having a live stream um, mm-hmm. at, I think, noon. Uh, by the time you listen to this, listeners, it'll be over. Uh, but if you're from Athens ISD, I'm sure you can go to their Facebook page and, and review it. Uh, but they're going to have a live stream where the superintendent um, and the assistant superintendent and some of the other folks are going to review their COVID protocols and say, this is exactly what's happening in the school district. Mm-hmm. And these are what, these, these are the steps we're taking. And so everybody's getting back on that page going, wow, we're here again. You know, it's so easy sitting at home when you want it to be done and you see all that great information about the vaccinations and everything to think, yay, we won, but we're not there yet. No, we're not. And I believe you and I talk about history a lot. You and I enjoy the art of history. And I've gone back and I've looked at the 1918 flu pandemic, and this is following the exact same track. Um, it is something that you do not get over quickly, and it changes the way a society operates. And this is going to be impactful for a long term, for a long time, just in behaviors. Uh, it's something that, in our collective memories, we'll talk about 2020 forever. Just as um, generations before talked about, you know, the crash that started the the Great Depression. Um, but the thing is, is that we have, <laughs> I wouldn't want to be anywhere else in the world to be facing something like this because we are a community. We are people who care and taking responsibility for ourselves and our families. I mean, this would be another step along the way, but working together is what's so important with it. I wouldn't be anywhere in the world but Henderson County, Texas ever in my life. So yeah. with that, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, thank you very much, Judge, um, for uh, this chance to get in and talk to you. Um, it'll be fun when we get back to the non-COVID stuff again. But I am afraid we're going to be COVID busy for the next few weeks. I'm going to yeah. guess we will not have a podcast next week. It'll be Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving. And where's my calendar? I think I'll work on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, no, we will. We'll be able to. I've got you marked right there. Oh, well, November there 25th. Go. Well, I will be. Right uh, uh, Jennifer, the official wife of Hannigan Media, I'm just letting you know I'll be working the day before Thanksgiving because the judge is working. We, so. may, we may have some Thanksgiving snacks. Available. Oh, outstanding. Yeah. In that case, I'll be here. All right, guys, you guys have a great week, uh, and we will be back next week. Thank you, Judge. Thank you, Michael.